What's going on, people? This is the Tap In Podcast. We are live in the studio um, right here at the Paladine Cigar Bar, right here located in the heart of Fort Worth, Texas. Address is 6080 South Hewland. So if you're in the neighborhood, come pull up on us, man. Come join us, have a cigar, drink, play some dominoes with us. You know what I mean? That's what we do here. Yeah, come hang out. So um, I got a special guest, man. I've been coming to this uh, cigar bar probably about mm, about two months, three months. I think so. Why not? Yeah. And every time I come in, I always see this brother in here. The first time I came in, he was just so gracious, you know what I mean? Introduced himself. And it was it, like, I vibe off spirits, you know right. what I'm saying? Your right. energy, you know what I mean? Right. And from, from day one, you always had a good good energy, man. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing my man Joe in the building. Yes, What's happening, man? My name man? is Joe Gibbs, and I'm glad to be part of the Tap In. I'm tapping in today with Dante. That's right, baby. And uh, like he said, um, we had a good vibe when we met, and things have just taken off from there. He actually invited me to be on the show and to sit in a few times, and you know I was unable. So today, I think the universe just kind of brought it, it just around. aligned us. So let me let me tell you let me tell the audience right the backstory of for today doing the podcast right. So I usually book my art, book my guests probably like a week out. You know what I mean? Right. Wow. What a pleasure. It's really a pleasure to be a part. Yeah, man. Yeah. And you know what I wanted? To, what I wanted to do today is, you know, around the holidays, you know, you start feeling like I was like, you know what? I want to bring somebody on that's you know down on their luck. You know what I mean? And I want to get somebody in that's you know maybe the homeless or something. And you will be. You'll, you'll be surprised how hard it is to get people like to actually offer help to people, man. I tried to, right. I tried to grab this homeless guy. I was like, yo man, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm looking to do some kind of, you know, some kind of help or something, bring somebody in. I just need, I just want somebody to tell their story. You know what I mean? Right. Whatever you need, I got, you know what I mean? If you need a place to stay for tonight, get you some warm food. He was like, nah, I'm good. Well, I, I was like, know, what? I, I think that a lot of people get, uh, trapped into what their state of mind is and they don't feel when they out there you know holding a sign or, you know when they out there walking uh they don't feel a part of society mm. like like most people do because they don't feel connected yeah and so you know maybe uh, i don't know you know perhaps that you know an individual may uh see that you know hey this does not fit my need um you know, because they used to being out there, man. Right. I mean, you know, right. just like we wouldn't trust them, um, they may not trust us yeah. more than we trust them. Yeah. Uh, it's just the way the society works. Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking about, I was like, Dante, you driving up in a car saying, hey, man, whatever you need. You're like, I don't know if he probably think I'm, you know, trying to hit on him or something or kidnap, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't like, think he got that impression. Let's <laughs> not. <laughs> But you you never know. Yeah, yeah. I like I remember uh, when I was a, I probably was like seventeen at the time. I was walking down the street and this dude just drove up in the car. He was like, "Hey man, y'all play basketball around here?" I was yeah. like, "Yeah, we at the park." He was like, "Man, give me your number." I'm like, "Nigga, for yeah. what?" I <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was like, then, so I had to place myself right. like he don't know who I am. You know what I mean? He don't know what my intentions are. Right. You it, know like what I mean? It goes so right back to that. Trust. trust, yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't trust us. You don't, know, don't, you don't ever them. know a person's intentions. Yeah, you know? and so maybe that's the reason. 
Yeah, I'm just like, man. I was like, I don't know. I was like, fuck it. Like, if I, yeah. I mean, I'm still going to continue to see if what I could do to help somebody. You know right. what I mean? That that's just random, and just you know. Well, you're helping me, man. You yeah. know, um, say I, fuck it. I this. You know, like the reason why I say that is because you know I meditate, right? Okay. And I've been doing it for I think 40 days plus. Wow. Okay. And then, so it's become a habit. Okay. And so, like, for example, when I say you're helping me, um, on my most recent meditation mm-hmm. take this morning, and I'm at the the 20-minute mark where I average 20 minutes when I open my eyes. And that's not – that's something you have to climb to do. Yeah. You know, you start out at two minutes, you get frustrated. Yeah. You know, you're like, man, I can't do this. <laughs> you skip the next day. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then you go back to it. And, uh, you know, but I had to watch a lot of YouTube videos on – how to meditate, mm. what you want to manifest, you know. What made so, you start, what made you even well start wanting to meditate? Well, like, because I, the very definition of meditate is to become familiar with. Uh-huh. And so I wanted to become more familiar with myself, and I wanted to actually start manifesting uh, the, my wants and my desires in my life. Okay. And so, like, when I say, by example, that you're helping me, like, on my recent meditation this morning, and the, the topic of my meditation in my head has been to be a motivational speaker. Really? Right. And, okay. You know, I've been seeing things like 9-11 on the clock. And I, I mean, I'm not just watching for it. I just happen to see it. Yeah. You know, 11, 11, you know, you know, things meaning that, you know, things are on the right path for you. Yeah. And so, like, when you called me, you know, uh, when you text Matthew, and, you know, and Matthew texts me and say, hey, you know, Dante uh, would like for you to, you know, come and join the show today. And yeah. I said, you know, Joe, you if you don't know opportunity, it's white in your face, walking up, slapping you right in the face. Yes. So this is your opportunity to go down there and, you know, actually, you know, put your bid in in the universe. Yeah. Because the universe is helping you out today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's what's up, man. I didn't even, like, you never know, you know what I mean, what you're doing for somebody else when you just have good intentions, you know what I mean? Right. And, and like, I, I didn't even know this about you, that you wanted to become a motivational motivational speaker. Well, you know, my, you know, uh, my educational background, you know, I used to be a preacher, you know, at oh, okay. Stop Six Church of Christ. Okay. You know, and I did that for a few years, but it's a difference in being a preacher and a motivational speaker. And I believe when I was a preacher before, I wasn't as spiritual as I am now. Oh, okay. Um, you know, but the thing about the motivational speaking is, you know, that's that's a part of one of my I am affirmations. You mm. know, I'm not waiting to be uh, a motivational speaker. Um, I'm not wanting to be a motivational speaker okay. uh, i am a motivational speaker and when you use those i am affirmations mm-hmm. they're very very strong and so you know uh, take for instance like why would i say i today want to be a motivational speaker when you invited a guest uh i was fortunate enough to know you yeah. to be invited yeah um i've been meditating becoming familiar with myself yeah you know uh i'm manifesting right now before you dante okay. what what i you know meditate about in my desires which is actually being on a podcast okay you know doing this right here yeah so, okay it's amazing so what what tell me like 
when how long when you first started like your first week of meditating how long was you meditating at that point when i first started you know um i was meditating you know like i said i would hit two minutes and open my eyes because you know i was not able to box out everything you know like when you're meditating you you want to not be seeing anything you know um, you want to not be tasting anything. Mm-hmm. You want to not be feeling anything. Um, you actually want to lock in and engage. You know, the, the reason why I wanted to meditate in the first place mm-hmm. uh, is simply because, you know, when we get up in the morning, you know, our brain is a record of the past. Right. And so if you're not defined by a vision of the future, mm-hmm. then you're living in the past. You know, mm-hmm. 95% of the subconscious mind is what we react off of. And so, you know, I just decided to reprogram my subconscious mind. Okay. And so that's what it's about, period. And that's what it's about for me, reprogramming my subconscious mind. I don't I don't fall asleep mm. to the same things I used to fall asleep to. I fall asleep to things that I want to feed my subconscious mind off of. Okay. You know, because yeah. if we react 95% of out of our subconscious mind, then I need to be watching what I'm feeding. It's a recorder that's steady ongoing. Absolutely. Steady Absolutely. ongoing. And you said something just a minute ago that I want to I wanna kind of go back to. Um, you said when you were preaching, you wasn't as spiritual as you are now. Can you break that down or explain what well, you mean by that? Well, I, you know, being part of the uh, Gibbs family, uh, where we had a because your dad famous, was a preacher, right? Yes, he yeah, is yeah. currently still. Oh, preaching. he's still a preacher. Yes, oh, okay, and, uh, my granddaddy and my great granddaddy, and his dad, I believe. You know, and wow. so it, my uncle is still preaching out there at Greenville Avenue Church of Christ. So it's in your blood, right? And so, but the thing is, is that to answer your question, um, I I was very young at the time. I was eighteen. I'm thirty four years old now. Okay. And so I started preaching when I was 14 when I actually preached my first sermon. Wow. But it doesn't mean I was spiritual. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, like the show is called Tap In. I was not tapped in spiritually. Oh, uh, okay. I wasn't praying unless it was in front of people. Mm. You know, uh, maybe I pray for my food. That's something that most people do. do right. Um, that could end up just being, you know, uh, just something to do. Right, right. Um, but I really felt that I had the talent, um, I had the knowledge, the educational background from going to Brown Trail School of Preaching and graduating that as a two-year certified program. Okay. But the suits and everything I used to wear, those things don't mean anything if you are not, you know, locked in with what you believe in. Right. You know, and so, you know, to answer your question, I pray more now, and I don't, I hardly go to church. Right. You and, know, you know, and I'm not what, saying that that's right or wrong. No, no, you're right. Because I'm, I'm in the belief, I'm more, I, like I said in the beginning, I'm more tapped into energies and and your your spirit. You know what I mean? Right. I'm more tapped into that. And that's how I that's how I gauge if I'm a, if I'm a deal with you. Right. That's how I, that's how I gauge. And I just speak from, from my heart and engage in people. But I don't necessarily believe that there is a, Jesus in the sky or God in the sky, right? Right. I do believe that there is a, a higher being, you know what I mean? And you can just call it like the universe. Yes, you know, like, you know, and that's, that's what I do. And, yeah. And if, you know, when I 
speak or when I talk to people, I have to accept the fact that their beliefs uh, are not my beliefs. Everybody's different. Right. And so I'm not going to say, like, I, I know what I believe in personally. Right. You know, but I would say whatever you, whether, whether you believe in God or the universe or whoever you believe in, you know, like right now I'm, I'm done with the old model of reality mm. of cause and effect. Mm. You know, uh, I'm living in the quantum field right now, and the reason why I'm here at Paladin with you right now this moment is because the quantum, out of the quantum field, me living in the quantum field of reality, which means I'm causing an effect. Uh-huh. Exactly. You know, like, you know, the an example of cause and effect, some people say, well, I'm going to wait on my money to come in, and then I'm going to get things. Yeah. Well, that is the old model of reality yeah. of cause and effect. Yeah. You know, I'm going to wait on my healing to feel whole. No, you know, uh, once you step into the quantum model of reality where you cause an effect, well, how do you cause an effect? Well, you know, once you start feeling worthy and abundant, right then is where that very moment you start to accumulate, you generate wealth. Mm. Wealth is not something that you create, it's something you generate. Right. You know, once I start to feel whole, my healing begins. I don't have to wait on a new relationship to feel love. Once I love myself, you know, uh, I now I love all of life. Now I have created an equal. Now I'm causing an effect, Dante. Right, right. You know, right. okay. You know, it's things like that. Like you don't have to wait on your success to feel empowered. That's the old model of reality. Of right. Effect. Once you um, are empowered and feel it, that's right. when you step right towards your success. And you know what? When you just saying that, it makes me think about this show I used to like, The Quantum Leap. You ever seen yeah, the I, that show? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I didn't know. I didn't understand it, but I used to like it. Yeah. Dude used to be going back and forth. <laughs> back and forth. Yeah, back and reality. forth. Yeah, right. I was like, this is a dope show. Right, right, right. <laughs> okay, so that's what the quantum leap. Okay. Cause and effect. Right. And, you know, I have to give Dr. Joe Dispenza, uh, the guy that I watch all the time, uh-huh. uh, and Dr. Bruce Limpton, um, a lot of credit for the things that I'm talking about because those are the guys I watch all the time. But Dr. Joe Dispenza, if he were here today and he's not, uh, but he may be here in the spirit, you know, okay. um, yeah. you know, maybe he feels my energy. He's, he's a great meditator. But, you know, he talks about when you're able to repeat what you've learned you're installing a neurological hardware program in your mind and pretty soon you'll start running a software program mm, so that's too deep for me oh man you think it's too deep for you it's too deep for me and so <laughs> I, i'm having fun meditating and because like i don't want the magic to stop that's why i won't miss a meditation mm. i missed a meditation uh the other day i was out with this young lady and we was out you know all night and we was having some fun you know that yeah. adult fun yeah, yeah, you know the yeah. kind of shit that we do yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. and so like i ended up missing my meditation and i felt sick Mm, okay. It's almost like I didn't take my medicine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I you know what I I I um I used to meditate myself, right? I used to get up every morning and meditate. But what I found um like really powerful for me is when I was able, like, if I'm in a busy room and it's a lot of shit going on, is where I'm able to stop for just a moment and just meditate and just slow my mind down. In that moment, I thought like that was like superpower for me. Right. Where I, where I at any moment, like if because sometimes you know in life we get overwhelmed. Right. Shit start moving around. You start thinking too much. You start right. going. If I'm able in the moment to just slow my mind down and just 
you know, it bring my heart rate down, you know what I mean? Right, and you're then slowing I can, those brain waves down. Yes, and I can just focus on, okay, what do I need to take care of right now versus that's, thinking all that other shit, you know what I mean? That's it right there. Yeah. Living, living in the now, like most of us, Dante, um, me included, we have trouble living in the now, yeah. the present moment. Yeah. You know, we, you know, we, ha- we wake up in the morning and we have... Um, you know, all of these emotions because we're not defined by a vision of the future. Right. Um, and so we think about the past and in, in the past we have all these emotions. So, I mean, the, what, what is emotion? It's the end product of, of an experience, something yeah. that happened. Yes. You know, so yeah. why people can't get past trauma? Um, you know, I have PTSD. Uh, something happened to me two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, even in my childhood, I have P- some PTSD. But, you know, on top of what happened two years ago to me, uh, where somebody tried to stab me and I shot them. Oh, wow. You know, somebody, you know, you know. And so these things will cause you to think in the past. Mm-hmm. And so you have to live in the moment to get past that. You have to have a vision of the future so you're not defined by your past. Right. You right. know, and so, like, you know, if you if you can't think, if if your thoughts uh, are in the past, you can't think any greater than how you feel, then your feelings have become a means of thinking. And so now every day you wake up, you're thinking in the past. Oh, okay. You know, yeah, and so yeah. that's why I wanted to make sure that I meditate uh, to actually change fields from the old model of cause and reality uh, to the quantum field to where I actually cause the effect. Got you. Got you. Now, I can't skip over this shit because I'm nosy. You know what I mean? I'm real nosy. What happened with the when you shot somebody? Did, what? did you know the person that, that was trying to stab you or this was yeah, just... Yeah, you know, I, I knew the random. individual and, you know... Just um, we're, we're just giving the basic uh, information, you know. Since we're on a podcast, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the thing is, is that um, when people know you, they have more of an opportune time to rob you. Mm, yeah. Because so they true. know you. So true. Yeah. You yeah. know, and um, I was staying with some individuals that I probably should not have been staying with. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were a family. Okay. Um, I was not a part of their family, but we were uh, pretty good friends. Okay. But they, and I'm not saying I was any better than what they were uh, as far as a person. Right. Uh, but, you know, they had some secrets that I didn't know about, you know, and the one of the secrets was is that, hey, they didn't give a damn about me. Damn. You know, they didn't give a damn. They just cared about the money I had and damn. maybe some of the things that I had that they were interested in. And so when they got their opportune time, uh, before I know it, man, you know, I'm drugged. What? Yeah, man, you know, I'm drugged, man. They drugged you? Yeah, man, you know, and so then all of a sudden, man, I don't know how many days go by. Damn. You know, I'm seeing, I'm seeing, I'm seeing shit like my money um, being thrown in the air, you know, and all kind of crazy shit, like on the movie Get Out, like I was like I'm in a sunken yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. You know uh, what kind of drug was it? Do you know? Well, yeah, I do know. I'm not willing to say that on the show. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, but I you put know, it to you like this. Gonna I put it to you like, like some crack or some shit. You know? <laughs> yeah, they can go ahead and assume that because you know, like. But the thing is, is that if they really use their thoughts and, and think, they gonna know uh, that it was something deeper than that. Because, like I said, I don't know how many days went by. Damn. Crack is a fast high. Yeah. Not by not that I know by experience, but, yeah. but you know by this other shit that they drug me with. I know that. It's not a fast high. It's some Damn. shit that had your ass up, 
you know what I'm saying, for yeah. days. And it's not something that I willingly took. Yeah. Like I said, these motherfuckers drug me. Yeah, damn. Yeah, and so as I start to come back around, they start to see that. And I think that um, it was just a situation to where they wanted to maybe get rid of me. So I could not react off of from what they were doing to me. Mm-hmm. You know, before I knew it, man, a guy comes at me with a knife and I have to react. Damn. And we talk about that subconscious mind, you know, yeah. like, you know, I'm falling asleep every night for years to, you know, for the last eight years, like to Scarface and shit yeah. like that. You know, Damn. and so, like, my mind is rigged Tony Montana. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm going to sleep to Menace to yeah. Society. My mind is rigged Old Dog. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, you know, when he comes to me with a knife, my Glock 9mm comes out just like that, a reaction in a millisecond. I'm shooting. Damn. Never shot anybody before, but I shoot this guy four times and don't miss him. Damn. You got like some good ass aim. Well, it's you know. <laughs> well, hey, you know the thing is, is man, he was as close as you and I are with the knife, mm. and so he's running at me. I don't got no time to yeah. miss. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know, people can go to the range and shoot all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and they can hit those paper targets. Yeah, yeah. And they can put all of those holes <laughs> in that center mass or at that head. Yeah. But the thing is, are you willing to fire your weapon when you yes when you absolutely have to, or your life will be taken? Yeah. Don't most guys that shoot at the range can't answer that question. They think they know. Right. But I actually know. Right. So yeah. now I'm trying to actually, like, since I know what I'm capable of, you know, hurting somebody, yeah. I'm trying to see, <laughs> hey, Joe, are you capable of helping somebody? Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, it caused a different effect. Right, right. Cause <laughs> that quantum right. reality. <laughs> yeah. That's Damn, man. I want, like, I always think about, like, can, am I? Do I have the ability in me to? to I want to say no, though. You know what I mean? That I, I don't think I would. But in 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 the moment when you going through something like that, like you don't know what the fuck you gonna do. Like I don't know if I will freeze the fuck up. You know what I mean? Well, you have that that fight or fight flight or flight right? Yeah, system yeah. that kicks in and um, I I because look, I'm not gonna say. I 100% knew what I would do in a situation like that. But I think I 95% knew what I would do. But it was that other 5%, you know, where, you know, now it's no doubt. I know exactly what I would do. You know, and that's why I said because it's like I'm programmed to react that fast because what I was feeding my subconscious mind. Mm, Okay. You know, so it's about what you're feeding your subconscious mind. And so I'm trying to actually get away from that program. Yeah. That's been running into another program, you know, but you know, like I said, 70% of us actually live in survival mode. Mm. 70% of the time, not 70% of us, 70% of the time we live in survival Mm. mode. And so what, what do I mean? Like we have already, like, like my brain is telling me, uh, after this incident two years ago, Joe, you need to be prepared for if it happens again. Mm. You know, because look, the, when we have an experience, you know, we like I said, the end product is an emotion, and so and so what that does, the higher the um, the higher the 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 impact, the higher the emotional quotient, mm. and then your brain. Uh, pays attention to the cause. Yeah. Your brain takes a snapshot of that, and that's called a memory. Right. And so now you have, 
your that, that snapshot in your brain says, "Hey, pay attention to what happened because it's likely that it can happen again." Yeah, you know, and so yeah. so then you have to you know start to reprogram your mind, and so we have to get beyond um, what Doctor Joe Dispenza calls the analytical mind, mm-hmm. you know, and that's when meditation becomes a tool. Right, right. That's okay. when you start like. Since the subconscious mind uh, is nine, you know, like take for instance, like when you're a child, uh, when you're in that state from one to six, yeah, that's when your program is really created. Right. When you're, you know, like when you're in the store and that child is in the store and 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 the parents says that that child is being bad. Maybe you may be acting up, but when they when they take that toy out of your hand because you want that toy, but you're acting bad and you crying and kicking and shit, yeah. and they tell you you do not deserve. Yeah. You know you start to sabotage your day 95% of the day so you do not deserve. Right. And most people don't really understand right. that or wow. know that. Yeah, yeah. And so by the time you're 35 years old, you know, and I'm 34, you actually have, you know, you're living by your subconscious mind totally. Wow, wow yeah. Yeah. And then you start repeating that same you, thing that, to yourself. That, that same tape. And so, like, a lot of us say, oh, I want, you know, to change the tape. Well, if you have a tape recorder, Dante, um, you can't, you know, if you don't like what's playing, you can't yell at the tape recorder like, stop playing this bullshit. Right. <laughs> stop it. You right. know, uh, you, you can't do that. Right. You have to actually uh, press the record button to be able to record over that. Mm. But most of us, by our brain standpoint, mind standpoint, don't know how to actually get to that record button. Mm. And so that's why meditation is a tool because you actually get to that record button. Wow. You know, that's yeah. why sleeping to wealth affirmation or whatever it is you want, like health affirmation. Whatever, if, if, yeah. your, if your thoughts can make you sick, which we know that they can, right. because when, you know, you can bring in, uh, a, you can bring in 10 people right now and, you know, and let's say there's a professional doctor here. Mm-hmm. Doctor gets to take in his stethoscope and gets to, you know, listening around and tells all 10 of them they got cancer. <laughs> and that they, they, they got six months to live. Right. It's going to be one of them probably or two or three of them that might, you know, once their brain believes that because that's a professional telling them that, they did in six months. Right. Look how many people that actually actually have the cancer that have beat it because they yeah. said, I'm not going to choose to believe what that professional, I don't give a damn what he is, I'm not going right. to choose to believe that. Right, right. And so if your thoughts can make you sick, we have to ask the question, can our thoughts heal us? Absolutely. Absolutely. Dang, I wish I would have known. It's a, uh, one of the, dang, I forget. It's the book that uh, Nipsey Hussle said that, you know, your thoughts become things. And it's always, we all, we think that your thoughts um, create negative outputs, right? And is in the, I forget the name of the book. I, I, I got to get the name of the book. But the opposite of that, where your thoughts can actually create good things as well. Right. And when we continue to think those good things, then that's how you start manifestate, manif- manifesting, manifesting, yeah. manifesting right. all the good stuff in your life. Yeah, and RIP to Nipsey Hussle, by the yes, way. Yes, sir. You know, and I'm going to have to get a hold of that, that book. You know, when we try to say positive things uh, during the day, well, I'm just going to think positive. I'm just, well, that's 5% that you're using. That's your conscious mind. We mm-hmm. only use 5% of our conscious mind. And we react 95% out of the subconscious mind. So when you do the math, while you're awake being conscious, it doesn't add up that you'll be able to take control over what's more powerful, which is the subconscious mind, because that's what you react off of. Mm, yeah. 
So Man. you have to reprogram that subconscious mind. Wow. Once you become conscious that you have to reprogram the subconscious mind. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and deep. so when you meditate, you're actually conscious. Right. You you know, um when when you think about um some people don't know why they're mad. Right. You know, and so when you start to meditate, you become familiar with, you start to realize, okay, I'm mad at this thing or that person. and But you cannot let that dictate how you live in the now or in the future uh, because then you're living by the old model of reality of cause and effect. Right. You know, you want to actually cause an effect. Right, right. You know, so you have to reprogram your mind. And so when you asked me when I first started meditating, when I was at the what point was I at? Like I said, I was at the two minute mark and then all of a sudden I hit the the four or five minute mark and then I noticed a change when I started to hit the ten minute mark. Mm. Because, you know, I we're, we're almost programmed to wake up and check our cell phones and, you know, and then all of a sudden because we want to feel plugged in, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> right. We want to feel plugged in with the world so we wake up, we get on social media right away. It's like we almost itching to get there. Right. You know, and so like, you, you know, when I meditate, my phone is on vibrate. You know, I want to see my texts and everything. I don't right. want to, you know, but I don't want to be able to be disturbed. Right. You know, uh, and I'm at a I'm at a point where I'm getting less sensory to my brain because my eyes are closed. How, what What about the thought of I've I've heard this a couple of times, like online, where you just not even use your phone for a week straight. Not even not even don't let don't even carry it around. Don't well, even be. Yeah. You better have some damn it. money already, you know. Listen, <laughs> because, yes. You know, because if you ain't got no damn money, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty yeah. hard not to go. It's pretty hard to go without listen, your phone. I thought, I, listen, I thought about it, and it was one day where me and my wife was going somewhere, and I left my phone at the house. I just forgot it, and when I tell you, just for that, like that little bit, I was like, "Damn, I ain't got shit to like worry about," like. I'm with the only person who really going to call me is right, my wife. You right, know what I mean? Right. It's like you, you felt just, that you were going with that program. It was relief, though. Yeah. I felt like like <laughs> such relief. Like, damn, I ain't got to check and see if how many likes I got on this video or who didn't say. I, like, I was just relieved for a day. But once again, the next day, I back on my phone. Back on the program. Yes, back you, on the program. You, you broke away from that program. Yes. And you felt what it was like to be away from it. And so, like, do we really need social media? This is just technological shit. The more technological shit they come up with, the more fucked up I think we get. Man. You know, and that's just my personal opinion. Technology's great. I don't want to go home and cook a damn chicken over an open fire. Yeah. (laughs) I like using my oven. Yeah. Yeah. I like going to KFC. You got some KFC right there. Yeah, I do, man. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so I I like, all I'm saying is, um, the thing is, is that, do do we want to be more familiar with what's going on in social media or do we want to be more familiar with who we, we are? Right. And if we want to do that, then you have to meditate. Absolutely. Now, I want to sw- switch gears a little bit. Um, I want to get your take. Did you see did you see the whole Kaepernick thing play out? I I did not see how it play. I played. The last thing I saw was when uh, TO <laughs> went off on Stephen. Went a. off on Stephen A. Smith. I want, I want, because here's my thing, right? About the whole Kaepernick um, debacle, where he didn't sign the the agreement that the NFL 
wanted him to sign in order to do a, a workout behind closed doors, right? right. My, my my feeling is, on one hand, I feel like Colin was absolutely right not to sign it, the agreement, not to do the workout, hold his own workout, and let the people judge and put it in the public's eye, right? But on, one, and on the other hand, I'm like, if Colin don't trust the NFL that much, why does he want to plug back into that system to be if he already don't trust them? Well, you know, hell, you know. That's why I don't understand. To, uh, um, we know that what he was putting out there, that he wanted the people to see Colin Kaepernick. Right. Who he, who he is, what he's doing, you know, publicize that, you know, uh, and he likes to play football. We know that when we see him on the field, hell, we know he likes to do it, and he right. likes the damn money. Right, right. You know, so right. so the thing is that Colin learned, in my opinion, is that, hey, you know, you can be an activist at another part of your career. You don't have to do it necessarily while you're in your career moment because football only lasts so long. Right. You know. Um, Anybody 33 or something like that? I'm not really for sure. Okay. Um, but I, I, I think that Colin learned that he maybe was not wrong with what he did with taking the knee. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but the thing is, is that was he really looking at, you know, this the outcome? Did he see it all the way to the end, like one of the 48 so. laws of power? Yeah. You know, um, did he see this all the way to the end? I don't think so. If he saw it all the way to the end, there would be no need for him to be doing this comeback because, uh, like, his damn his career could damn near be over now, and he would have had, you know, more mm-hmm. money than what he had, right. more contracts signed, and still take the damn stand. But everything is happens for a reason, man. And so I think that uh once you're blackballed to get to your original question, um, I you're still you you'll you'll never be unblackballed. Like Pete Rose won't be voted in the hall. Right. <laughs> He's still not in the hall of fame. <laughs> man, I, I don't I don't think so. You know, he look at, but look if he is, then damn, still look how long he was blackballed. Right, right, right. You know, and so I mean, once you're blackballed uh, once they put a label on you, you know, like basically you're a troublemaker for taking a stand. That's some bullshit. Yeah, it's, it, I, I just don't get it. I, I wish Colin could just ride off in the sunset, do his activism. But I feel like he wants some get back. You know what I mean? I right. think it's more about the get back now. Like I, I took y'all to court. I stood up against y'all. And look, I'm back in the NFL. Right. You know what I mean? No, because he's not a damn clown like Antonio Brown. Exactly. You know, this is a guy that took a real stand. Exactly. uh, That some people wouldn't have the guts. Most of us wouldn't have the guts to do. And maybe he did know the outcome of this and, you know, uh, was prepared for some type of consequence, some type of repercussion, you know. um, And it takes guts to do that. So I applaud him. You know, uh, it's just that, you know, if I'm a part of the NFL, you know, um, I have to ask myself, you know, do hey, do I see this all the way to the end before I just react off emotion? Right. I don't think he did, though. Because I, I think, and I'll even look back to when he was on, on the 49ers, which is my squad, when he was in the press conference, his face just looked like, like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? Like, oh, okay. This, I mean, I'm getting hit with questions. I'm going to try to answer them to my best ability, but I really don't know the full scale of what I'm getting myself into. That's what his face is saying to me. If Tom Brady took a knee because of the same reason why Kaepernick wanted to take a knee, I don't believe the NFL 
they would have found a way to get around that shit immediately. Right. And I don't think, I, yeah, you're <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, but, but I don't because think, he's black. I don't understand why the NFL even had to get involved in that. Well, because he's black. And most NFL owners, all of them are white. Yeah. You know, that's why it's so big for Jay-Z to be doing what he's doing uh, as far as, you know, you know, when they ask him, hey, do you want to perform at the halftime show? You know, show guys, no, I don't want to do that. Right. You know, you guys need me. I don't need you. If you actually want me to be a part uh, of your business, then put me over who performs at the damn show. That's how you get your foot in the door to become an NFL owner. I believe that's Jay-Z's long-term goal. That's his goal. Right. That's how he's getting his foot in the door. Because if you're not laughing with Roger Cadell being a part of the league, you damn sure not going to be an NFL owner. Right. And Jay-Z, it's nobody else as an African-American that has the status that he has, the position of power that he has that I trust more with that position. Because once he becomes an NFL owner, it's just like when we see Barack Obama as the first black president, then that lets all the black kids know, hell, you can be president. Right, right. You know, and, you know, and so... We need those. We need those examples. And I... I I wasn't one of those people that jumped on the the, the Jay Z cooning. I, I I wasn't one of those because I'm like, why would Jay Z wait till he damn near fifty years old to turn coat? Yeah, you know <laughs> that's, what I'm that's not something that <laughs> like, he does, man. When he has he has more he has more like time being blackballed or being you know being where the fans was after him at one point. Right, he built his own career. The way he can help Colin Kaepernick out is forget about Colin Kaepernick and think about the future Colin Kaepernick's. Right. And once he's an NFL owner, then he has more of an input say on what goes. Yes. And I feel like Jay-Z and Colin Kaepernick is, I want to compare it to, but not just like Martin and Malcolm. It's like one person, Martin was on the inside, you know, talking to the president, talking to the government, where Malcolm was on the outside in the streets. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Any means necessary. And it's like, at one point, and it's funny how how life repeats itself in a way, because that's exactly what I see what's going on, where Jay-Z is in the house, he's hanging out with, you know, the the powers that be, where Colin Kaepernick is out here doing his own thing, but I really don't think Colin had to ever strategically, like, Fight somebody, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like maybe, maybe like in a game where he, you know, and he's strategizing and seeing stuff, but he's seeing stuff in the moment where Jay Z actually had to see it long term, right? To, to like, like to, he went from being an artist to being a damn CEO. Yeah, where he Jay Z is looking further down the line because that's what his mind is used to, right? Putting out a plan of okay, With, how yeah. am I gonna make this album sell? Right. We put a plan together. This is what we are gonna do. I don't think Colin Kaepernick, he has that ability. Well, I believe I he has that ability. Yeah, I don't even yeah. say that. Yeah, he yeah. has the ability, but I don't think his mind thinks that way. Well, because he, Jay-Z has been in, involved in more business than Colin Kaepernick. True that. Damn, Jay-Z went, like I said, you know, from a drug dealer, True. you know, uh, to to being a rapper. Mm-hmm. You know, where they used to praise Billboard back then, like Jay-Z says in one of his lyrics, we used to praise Billboard. Right. You know, but now I'm like saying, you know, we used to say, we used to say back then when we were artists, you know, fuck you, pay me. Like on Goodfellas, you know, when the dude told Polly he wanted him to be a part of the yeah, restaurant, yeah. you know, if the shit burns down, you know, fuck you, pay, pay me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Oh, so you ran out of booze? Fuck you, pay, pay me. You know what I'm saying? So like as an artist, we would say, 
you know, the artist would say from Jay-Z's perspective, from his rhyme standpoint on the 444 album where he says, you know, we used to say, fuck you, pay me. He says, now I say, fuck paying me, I pay you, and I put the rest away for blue. Mm, that's deep. He said, Jay-Z's causing an effect. That's <laughs> <laughs> See, he's one of the guys that, if anybody's mastered the 48 laws of power, mm-hmm. um, Jay-Z has definitely done that. You know, he's mastered the art of timing. Yes, absolutely. 100%. I rock with Hov. Right. And I it, rock with Hov. And I'm just looking, I mean, let's look, I just look at him from the, you know, forget me being a fan as a, you know, from uh, the, the rapper uh, perspective of me being a fan. I, I'm a fan of how his mind works. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yep. Jay-Z's a household name. Yep. Old, rich white people know Jay-Z. Right. Young white people know Jay-Z. You know, I mean, and he's a household name for his business mind, not just, see, Greatness is determined by service, Martin Luther King said, right? Mm, yes. And so, like, when Jay-Z raps, well, when he rapped, that was a service. Absolutely. Some people didn't look at it like that. Absolutely. It gave him the platform to speak his mind. Yeah. Yeah. I And listen, I don't argue with people because of Jay-Z, right? He had a line that says, don't argue with fools. Yeah, because people from, from a, a distance. Distant can't tell who, who is who. who. Yeah, it's that blueprint. Nigga, that's yeah. why I don't argue with people in public. Yeah. We take this shit behind closed doors. Right. But I don't argue with people in public because it's like, you don't know who the fuck is the fool. You know what I mean? Exactly. And I love that point. And so I, I recently had, um, I, had I, I felt that I had my last argument with somebody and it was it was about damn near a month ago mm. because of that same principle mm. you know um i believe i'm right they believe they right but different people walking into the room right you know, know. I, I look like the damn fool right and so does that person they look like the damn fool right, right. <laughs> and people can't tell who is who uh from the person that's right you you just make yourself look like a damn fool so exactly i love your point exactly now, let me ask you this, because this is something that where I'm I'm struggling with, right? Uh, I had uh, a homeboy, right? Right. We've, we had, like, some money deal. You know what I mean? We had a deal that we was going to split some money or whatever, and the shit didn't fall through, right? And he got the money, right? Right. But what he agreed on what the deal was was different from what I agreed on what the deal was. And then he's like, nah, well, I'm not just not going to give you the money, right? And this is my homeboy. This has been my homeboy coming up on 20 years. Right, damn. And Well, you know, niggas I, get funny when it comes to money. It do, Yeah, they do. And I'm struggling because I'm at the point where I'm just like, fuck it. You keep the money. I'm just going to go on my separate way. The deal was that, I don't know what the deal was personally, but the, de- the damn deal was that both of y'all get money. Right. <laughs> he wants to keep all of it. And he's the only one that got any money. Yeah. Well, hey, look, you know, that's what most niggas do. And, I, and I'm struggling with. It's sad. Should I forgive this nigga? And most because- people, look, most people, when I say most niggas, I'm, you know, um, we, as, we as blacks, you know, damn, there can be crabs in a bucket. Right. You know, but people do that in in all ethnic groups. Right, right, right. You know, it's going to be somebody that cheats one out of the, you know, it's just, just the way the world works, man. Sad. And I, I'm I'm struggling because I don't know. Should I put my 20 year relationship with him 
on before I think about the money because my my he damn sure not thinking about the twenty year relationship he got with you if he won't give you any damn money. My my <laughs> one of my one of my my, my step pops, my godfather, he told me, look, two things you never argue with over your, with your partners, money and women. Don't ever argue over any one of those things with your partners. If it's money, you can always get some more money. If it's a girl, you can always get another girl. Do not argue with your partners over money or women. And so that's why I'm struggling with because I'm like I think it depends how much money we're talking about. Yeah. I, think, I think I think those are good. I think that's a good point, you know. But you know, uh, you know, the thing is, is you know, money is one of the tools that we use to survive, right. and not only to survive, but that's how we live. And it's not a really not a whole lot of money. It's fifteen hundred dollars. You right. know what I'm saying? It's really not a it's, whole it's lot. It's relative of money. though. Yeah, yeah. Like you they're talking about you were talking about bringing in that homeless person. Yeah. You know, to come here on the podcast. And you True. if you had told them, Hey, look, I pay you fifteen hundred dollars to come, you know, bring your ass in Paladin and sit down and talk. Yeah. They had their ass in here right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That. You know, if you had told me, Joe, yeah. I pay you fifteen hundred dollars to sit down, I'd have been here weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's a it's a relative thing about how much is a you know, what's a lot of money. Yeah. And so the thing is is that when you say, Do you wanna put your friendship, your twenty year friendship on the line, dealing with this gentleman, whoever he is or whoever he may be about this issue, about the money, it's a principle to you right. that you're concerned about more than the money. Right. Now, if he were to be thinking the same way, then he would give you the money because he would also be principle-driven. But, you know, maybe he's not as principle-driven, or look, maybe he is principle-driven, but has decided already about what he wants to do with the friendship. Because if he was concerned with the friendship, he would damn sure make sure that y'all, that, that he would make you feel a, a equal. Yeah. You don't feel like you're an equal partner of his and y'all split. Yeah. Over this issue. So he hasn't taken the you, you gotta people gotta meet halfway. You can't go all the way, Dante. And right. you can't you can't put the monkey on your back and say, you know, I'm gonna end the friend he has ended the damn friendship. Right. With the energy that he's put out. Right. And that's where I'm just like, fuck it. And nothing if, bad on that person, because I don't know who you are. Don't come up on me and be like, you're talking shit on the radio. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, no, no. I'm nah. just I'm just saying from the outside looking in with the information that I've been given, that's just the way I see it. And I, I and I see it I see it the exact same way. And what bothers me is he don't see that. He don't he don't he don't understand that. He's just like, fuck it. And so that that makes me think like, damn, he really doesn't give a fuck about the relationships like you said. Like he really don't. So I'd be like, man, well, fuck it then. Right, because a relationship is worth more than fifteen hundred dollars. To me, it is. So, yeah. To right. me, it is one hundred percent. To him, evidently, it's not already paid you. <laughs> so yeah, I'm. I may need. I may bring you back because I want you to. Because I, I'm. A, I'm. A, I may break ours because we haven't talked in months. So if he if he comes on the podcast, I need you here. I need you to mediate this thing. Well, uh, yeah, I have to bring something else here too. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know, don't hey, go back to your old self. Don't go hey, back to your. Don't old go self. back to my old program. Yes, right? Don't go back to your <laughs> old self. Yeah, yeah. But the, the thing is, is that you know that kind of shit. Uh, real talk, being real, is a dangerous setting because it's a reason y'all have tension built up, right? Yeah. Y'all have tension built up, and I know you. I don't know him. Mm-hmm. And a mediator would damn near really be able to need to know both parties. Like, it's another side of the coin. Right. Like, even though you you have become uh, my friend, Dante, yeah. 
I still have not heard the other side of the coin. No, yeah. And you know that, what I'm saying? And that's saying? why I would want to bring him on so he could tell his side. You know what I mean? Right. And so it's not just one side. Like, I want... I want him to I want him to explain to me his side when we did have a little brief conversation, but I would love for him to come on and right. I would love to mediate that. Yeah. Uh, uh, not saying side. that that I could even do it. I would just love to to try. Because you know, if you if you you know, let's say I fail to mediate this thing. Uh-huh. Well if I if I don't even if I don't fail it means I didn't even try. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm willing to try. Yeah. We'll see, man. I, I I gotta I gotta my 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 I don't know if it's my ego, my pride. I don't know what it is, but it's just like I can't even speak to him. You know what I mean? I'm like I, I can't even. Well, you feel it. Bring did, you myself. feel it did you wrong? Yes. And, so and it's you like feel he has the the capability to uh, also do you right. Yeah. And he hasn't reached out, and he hasn't met you halfway at all, at all. So it's like. Uh, I don't know. I can see that he's really your friend because uh, you're not not saying you're not worried about the money, but you're more worried. All, all I've heard you talk about really is the friendship, the friendship, the friendship, and um, that money, whatever it is, since that was months ago, that money's gone. Yeah, that money he and, and, spent all. Oh. And, and so what he's not realizing is that that friendship is steady, depleting, it's plummeted. Yes. Because the longer it go on, the more I'm just the like stock is going down in the friendship. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, already gone way down. I mean, and even it, it, even if we talk, right? Even at this point, if we talk and get past it, I'm still gonna have that in the back of my mind. Like, okay, cool, we passed it, but I still don't want to fuck with you like that. Right, and I think sometimes in life that's what we have to do. I mean, when it comes to not only our friends, but we get to a deeper issue. Yeah. Sometimes some family members. I mean, you're not going to speak on that. I mean, you're not going to everybody, everybody in your life is not meant for you to be running buddies with. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, whether it's your brother, whether it's a cousin, uh, you know, whether it's your dad. uh, I think that everybody has to have a mutual respect for one another. And sometimes that respect is that. Okay, I don't fuck with you. You don't fuck with me. But we don't have to be, like, yelling and arguing when we see each other. You know, hey, we can say, hey, what's up? And just go on and be able to coexist in the same room, in the same atmosphere, without fucking it up for everybody else. That's that's wisdom. That's when you're growing. That's when you have grown, you know. Because, like, you know, right now, if this guy walks in, I'm sure the, the energy... And this place should shift. It will. Because, you know, y'all haven't even talked. Yeah. You know what will. I'm saying? And yeah. so, like, yeah. you know, so you do need to be able to mediate that situation. Um, I still don't know if I need to be the mediator now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I like to be on the show again, but at what cost? My damn life? <laughs> no. Nah, he'd be like, you know, you know like he'd be like, man, I'm a, he'd be like, I'm going to shoot like Dante that. and the motherfucker <laughs> that came with him. And I'm the motherfucker that came with Dante. <laughs> Nah, it won't be nothing like that. It ain't nothing like that. Well, you don't, you don't know, man. You know, you're right. You're so right. you know, because you don't know what that man's feelings are, and he does. He may know what, how you feel about it. I mean, you live on the podcast now, and he could be chiming in. Right. True. You know what I'm saying? True. And so, like, you know, you know, the thing is, is that y'all do need to talk, but you you can only control yourself. Absolutely. You can't control him. Absolutely, I mean, I, I, I may, I, I gotta, I gotta build up to even conversing with him to, to even just 
I, I really do. Like I really I really want because it is. You did your hands like in a in a in an aggressive like like. <laughs> no, like, it's like I gotta pull myself out of the whole like. Nah, fuck him. You know what I mean? I really because. At this point, I'm just like, well, evidently, we ain't you talked know, in months. So. Well, evidently, he's saying fuck I, you too. Yeah. Or he would have been done reached out to you. Yeah. Yeah. It's different types of ways to say fuck you. Right. Like when you um, invited me on the show today, um, I could have been polite and been like, well, I'm busy and made excuses. It's all types of ways to say fuck you. Right. <laughs> you true that. You're you know, right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, it's just, you know, so he's without him saying fuck you. Uh, verbally, he the energy that is given off um, by n- not reaching out to you. I mean, just think about it. Remember the Lion King, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm not even talking about the new one that just came yeah, out, I which I'm like pretty sure it's, it was it the same or was it the story different? No, it was my, the same story. My point, yes. my point was, is that when you know when when the scar is you know <laughs> has the capability to reach Mufasa, yeah. You know, and Mufasa's like, Scar, brother, <laughs> help me. <laughs> and and Scar's like, hmm, long live the king. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. hey, you know, yeah. Scar didn't say, like, Scar, that taught me, you know, besides hearing, you know, um, <laughs> in the house, fuck you, about right. my mom or dad. <laughs> hey, you know, they can say you shouldn't say that already, but they was the one saying it, so I heard it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they shouldn't have been the one saying it. Now, right, the right. thing is, is that, so that Lion King movie taught a kid how to say fuck you without actually, without saying, actually it. saying it. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that's what Scar did. Yeah. And so as a kid, I learned, like, man, there's different ways to say, you know, fuck you. Yeah. yeah, true that. True that. Yeah, man. And so, like, the, the, what the, this energy that this person is giving off? Yeah, we'll see, man. We have to see, man. I, Joe, I appreciate you for coming on, man. Hey, it's an absolute pleasure, man. I appreciate. I appreciate it. being on. If like, you got um, how can how can people get a hold of you? Get in touch with you. They need you for a motivational speaker. They want you to come well, to their um, job or whatever. They're well, they could email me at um my email Jimmy Conway. Uh, 319 at gmail.com okay J-I-M-M-Y Conway which is C-O-N-W-A-Y 319 319 uh, at gmail.com Brett, bet and uh, as always if y'all wanna or they could call me at 817-390-0770 shit he gave his number on the podcast okay yeah because you know like if I don't want to talk to you, I don't actually have to say fuck you. Oh, I just you don't just have to not answer, not, damn, just answer, <laughs> not answer the damn phone or return your damn message. <laughs> okay, hey, I got I to gotta adopt that. I, I got to adopt that. I'm not giving y'all motherfuckers my number. I don't like being bothered. <laughs> Joe, man, it was a pleasure, man. Absolute pleasure. Thank you for tapping in with me, right man. Yes, I appreciate you for tapping in with me. Um... Thank y'all for listening. This has been the Tap In Podcast. Appreciate it. Tap in at gmail.com. If y'all want to uh, send any emails in, get a hold of my boy Joe Gibbs. Appreciate y'all. Holla.